You are listening to the sermon podcast of Nielsville Presbyterian Church, a Christ-centered church in Germantown, Maryland. To learn more about Nielsville, visit us online at nielsville.org. I don't know about you, hopefully you've been moved, if I have been moved by hearing the music and the words and the prayers and the scripture that reminds us of the passion of Christ, that reminds us of what Jesus did for us. So I want us just to share for a few more minutes and concentrate on this last passage of scripture in John 19. It says, when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and he gave up his spirit. You may be asking, and I often ask questions, What does Jesus mean when he says, it is finished? In the Greek, it's one word, tetelestai. And it's an accounting term, which means paid in full. This word, tetelestai, it is finished, sums up the greatest work that has ever been done. Charles Spurgeon once said, It would need all other words that ever were spoken or ever can be spoken to explain this one word. It is although immeasurable. It is high. I cannot attain it. It is deep. I cannot fathom it. Another Christian leader exhorts, this was not the despairing cry of a helpless martyr. It was not an expression of satisfaction that the termination of his summer... Suffering was now reached. It was not the last grasp of a worn-out life. No, rather it was the declaration on the part of the divine Redeemer, Jesus, that all for which he came from heaven to earth to do was now done. That all that was needed to reveal the full character of God now had been accomplished. That all that was required by the law before sinners could be saved, now had been performed. That the full price of our redemption was now paid. Death was moments away when Jesus said these words. And he speaks with anticipation on the work now done. So how do we understand further the utterance of Jesus and what it means? What was finished And how does that relate to us today? How does that relate to our own salvation? Let me just focus on the work of Christ is done. And part of that work includes his suffering. Jesus, throughout the gospel, predicted he would suffer. We read today some passages that reminds us, even Isaiah prophesied that the Messiah would suffer He would be despised, he would be rejected, he would be pierced. Suffering marked Jesus' life. He thirsted and he was hungered. He had no room to lay his head. He was scorned, he was accused, he was beaten, he was abused, he was subject to the horror and indignities of the cross. He died in such humiliation. No one, absolutely no one suffered as Jesus did. Yet now it is finished. No snarling enemies will spit in his face. 
No soldier will ever scourge him again. No priest will mock him. It is finished. He sits on heaven's throne waiting until all his enemies are made his footstool. All sufferings of his are now fulfilled. This work done for Christ also includes all of his work. Yes, centered on the atonement, which I'll focus on in a second. But it's more than that. It's, it's his entire life undergirded by his utter dependence to his Father, filled with teaching and good works. Jesus delighted to do the work of his Father, to proclaim the good news, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to give sight to the blind, and to care for the least of these, which is us. Jesus had, had work to do, and he committed his entire life to do it. Now it is done, and he points us with satisfaction that it is finished. None of us can fully say that our work is done, but Jesus can, for he has done all the work God had appointed him to do, and he did it perfectly. He fulfilled God's word, right? Especially the prophecies on the first coming have been fulfilled. His virgin birth, his genealogy, where he would be born, how would he suffer, what kind of work would he was to do. Jesus himself testified that he come to fulfill all that is written about the Son of Man. Nothing that was to be fulfilled in the life and ministry of the Messiah was left lacking in Jesus. He fulfilled it all. But the atonement, the atonement was the apex of his suffering, the chief of his works, and the primary focus on the prophecies. The work of the atonement, done, finished. Our salvation is secure for us by God, and there's nothing we can do or hope to do to add to it. You see, the atonement reminds us that the satisfaction of Christ is the only satisfaction for sin. And it is so perfect and final that it leaves no penal liability for sin of the believer. Yeah, we may face discipline due to our sin, but there is absolutely no condemnation, Paul reminds us in Romans 8, for those who are in Christ Jesus. The writer of Hebrews encourages, but when this priest, Jesus, offered for, for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. And since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. Because by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Jesus alone is the God-man. Jesus alone is the great high priest who offered such a sacrifice. Jesus alone shed such vicarious blood. Jesus alone entered in once for all into the holy place, having ordained, obtained eternal redemption. The great hymn reminds us, Jesus paid it all. All to him we owe. He le our sin left a crimson stain. He, he alone washed it as white as snow. It is finished. It is done. Our salvation has been accomplished through Jesus in his work, in his ministry, and who he is. 
so what? What that means for us is that our struggle to attain righteousness, to attain acceptance, is finished. Because Jesus accomplished that for us. That our separation due to our sin is finished. We are now reconciled with God. The hostility between God and man is finished for those who have put their faith in Jesus. The power of sin and Satan was finished. No longer do we have to suffer the flaming arrows of the evil one. By raising the shield of faith in the one who completed the work of redemption and salvation, we can by faith live as new creations in Christ. Jesus' finished work on the cross was the beginning of the new life for all who are once dead in trespasses and sins, but who are now made alive in Christ. May we receive that good news as we continue to reflect on this power of the cross.